Well, good morning, guys. It is Thursday, uh, July 27th, and I hope you guys are doing well this week. I'm uh, just driving, driving to go to the gym real quick, and uh, then going to the church office all day again today. Um, was able to meet last night with the church and worship, you know, praise the Lord together, get into His Word, and uh, and then fellowship uh, again. It's always a reminder so healthy it's so good so uplifting so encouraging to meet together with other believers um it's huge so as we're going through second corinthians chapter 12 uh i stumbled upon verse 10 not stumbled upon we're just going verse by verse but i'm not doing every single verse because that may take a year but uh second corinthians 12 10 is awesome because paul had just been talking about his infirmities right and uh you think it's like when you start read this first sentence you think what's wrong with this guy this guy's crazy he's a glutton for punishment but it's not true look at look at this whole verse second corinthians twelve ten. therefore i take pleasure in infirmities there's that's what sounds crazy like really he doesn't say he prays for infirmities but he takes pleasure why he takes pleasure in infirmities reproaches and needs and persecutions and distresses for christ's sake so he's doing it for Jesus. It's not in vain. It's not like he wants to get go through these difficulties, these conflicts, this these intense situations, right, that he faces for his faith. He doesn't want to, but he goes through them with pleasure because he knows it's for Christ. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Knowing it's for the Savior. Knowing it's for the one who saved him. He, he, he's Essentially, he's like, I'm going to go through whatever I need to go through. Because it's for Jesus. It hurts. It's difficult. It's uncomfortable. Um, There's fear involved. But I take pleasure in it. Because it's for Jesus. It's for Him. So I'll go through it with my head held high. Being confident in Christ. But this tagline is really what gets me. It's really the point, I think, of this verse where he says, For when I am weak, then I am strong. And that's a hard that's a hard concept. That's a hard truth for us to grasp because we don't want to be weak. We don't want to feel weak. We don't want to portray to the world that we're weak. It's a sort of a demeanor that is humbling that it's in in a sense taking the low road. You like admitting what's the truth, what is true, but at the same time it doesn't mean it's easy to admit. But you think about how radical and how uh, passionate and how (laughs) on fire spiritually that Paul the Apostle was. And it's like, this this dude's a man of God, right? He's out there on the front lines doing the work of the Lord. Not caring about the repercussions or the consequences. But he's living out his faith. And it got him into some crazy binds. It got him into prison. It got him into... I mean, all kinds of things, right? But he was doing it for Jesus. He, his purpose, his motivation was right. It was pure. It was correct. And he realizes when I am weak, then I am strong. And I think about that just personally. And I think, oh, well, the opposite is true also. When I'm strong, I'm weak. Like when I think I'm strong, you know, take heed lest you fall. Those who think they're strong. So it's kind of like... When I feel like strong, apart from the Lord, or like I'm all good, I'm self-sufficient, I'm 
that's when things break down. That's when we don't ask God for help. But he's saying, when I am weak, I am strong because what those moments and maybe their seasons of weakness or conflict that he went through, he realized, yeah, I'm weak, I'm feeble, I'm a human, I'm, I can't do this without the Lord. His strength came from the Lord Jesus. And so when he was weak, he had to trust in him. He had to trust in him because there was no other choice. I mean, there was another choice, and that choice was to abandon the Lord, but, you know, Paul would never do that. He had lived most of his life uh, not thinking about the Savior and doing the work of the Lord. He thought he was pre-Christ, but he wasn't. He thought he was strong on his own. He was striving to eradicate the Christians. And here he is saying, <laughs> basically, I am a Christian and I'm going through all of this because I'm a Christ follower. But his strength is made perfect in my weakness. So when we're weak, when we really are honest with ourselves and with others and with the Lord, we're not going to say, oh yeah, we're strong without God. No. No one is. No one's strong without the Lord. No one. We're weak. We start out weak. It's like when you're, a, a baby is born. The baby is weak. They need to be taken care of. They need to be fed. They need to be changed. They need to be cleaned. They need to be, the list goes on, right? If you have kids, you understand that take care of them they're completely and wholly totally dependent upon you they're weak they can't even lift up their head their neck muscles haven't developed yet it's like they're just flopping around you know like babies like babies do you hold them you cradle them you swaddle them you put them to bed it's like you do it all you they're completely dependent upon you Well, that, that's a picture here, I believe, that when we're weak, when we're completely, um, what's the word, when we're completely void of strength, well, that's when we'll fully depend on the Lord. Like a baby with his parents. <laughs> baby does not, you know, the baby, though, doesn't have a choice. He or she has to depend upon the parents to take care of them or they're not going to make it well we have a choice you know depend upon the lord fully completely in utter and total dependence upon him leaning upon him having him carry us even because we can't do it on our own and that's a boast right and paul was boasting in that he's not saying ah oh, life sucks i can't do it on my own no he's saying yeah, I'm weak. <laughs> yeah, I can't do it on my own. But the Lord is with me, and He is my strength. You see the mindset? I mean, the mindset that we have and the motivation that we have is everything. How do you view things? I think it's a... I think we should be realists, of course, but also optimists in that... You know, I was, I was looking at a study, actually, this morning... 
and uh, they did a study, I think I was out of Cornell, uh, and uh, they did a study of Olympic athletes at their prime peak condition. And it's interesting because those who were running a race and focused on the finish line, um, they had a 30% more chance to win. Like when they were focused on the finish line, they were faster. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? And that's a beautiful thing. So like when we're focused on the future as Christians, we know what the future holds. And it's a blessing. We're going to be with the Lord forever. You know, Jesus wins. <laughs> and so when we're focused on the end goal, then we're going to have more endurance and perseverance throughout everyday life as Christ followers. And so focus on the finish line. Focus on who you're doing it for, who you're living for. And you'll be more effective for eternity. Yeah, we are weak. We're all weak. Everyone is weak. But the Lord is our strength. We can't forget that. It helps us to keep going, to keep running our race, to keep our eyes on Jesus, to keep on course, staying the course that God laid out for us. Amen. Well, hey, God bless you guys. Have an awesome Thursday, and we'll talk to you in the morning.